Hello and welcome to Safe and Sound, the podcast that discusses anything and everything within the music industry. We'll talk about the J Husses, the J Lows, disclosures to Dojas, no topics were off the table. We are your hosts, Georgina and Taylor. Um, firstly, so thank you for tuning in as always, uh, sharing, sort of sending us your thoughts. Um, really appreciate it all. Um, quite excited about this episode. It's been one of the main topics that we've sort of wanted to discuss for quite a while. Um, and I suppose it's quite a good time with what's going on in the charts at the moment. Definitely. Um, obviously, last last week, uh, Nicki Minaj, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, and also Beyonce, uh, for the first time in Billboard history, um, took both number one and number two. And also in the UK was number two and number three in the charts, which is obviously a one of them, an unprecedented thing for female rap. So our episode today is talking about the resurgence of female rap, the roles of women in hip hop, uh, the quantity and the quality of female rap as well. And it obviously it's a really exciting time for 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 female rappers um, and just the sort of the evolution and what sort of the next stages in that evolution. Definitely. And I think it's um, something very close to both Taylor and I's hearts, really. I think we've always been big champions inside and outside of this podcast of female rap. Obviously, we've yep. spoken at length about Nicki Minaj and kind of her impact on our lives and then also just our general shout outs as well um some of our episodes about who we're listening to who's who's ones to look out for so it's i think it's really encouraging just for you know the average listener if if you're into female rap to see them gaining such popularity and success on a scale we haven't really seen before no completely i was i was actually thinking about this earlier um i think because i've been raised in such like a female heavy family i suppose mm-hmm. um and <laughs> it's going to link to one of my Nikia interests as well <laughs> um, but i think i've got a real i think the reason why i hold it so dear to me and it's such an important part of my sort of musical taste and stuff like that is because i sort of there's, there's a really strong part of me that loves seeing like females start to dominate in a sort of male dominated section mm-hmm. um Linking back to my Nike thing, there's a sort of similar thing that's been happening um, in wrestling. Haha. <laughs> um, the, the sort of, the, the, <laughs> um, there's like a big resurgence of that with um, female wrestlers. I don't know. There's something about me that I suppose feels quite um, strongly feminist about it and the sort of the equality and I, the same which I really enjoy about the theme, there being so many female rappers and also not even necessarily. Um, the fact that there's so many is the fact that there's so many good ones and there's so many um there's so many viable uh options for like rapper rappers of the year not regardless of gen- gender um for what they're doing whether it's for what for what they're doing necessarily for their mute for music for in hip-hop but also for the culture as well um and i think that's something we sort of want to touch on in this episode of uh previous people who have sort of paved the way for this current sort of generation and also how that then now resonates in the UK market as well. And then I guess also what we might expect in the future and where we hope this would go really, especially for yeah. the UK scene. Yeah. And I think, so obviously starting off with Doja Cat and Megan Thee Stallion, obviously getting both number one, number two in the Billboard UK. And obviously we've had female rappers um, take the number one spot beforehand. Obviously Cardi B's had one, Lauren Hill etc but i think this is quite a big moment because it's it's the first time where it's taken over one and two um it's quite interesting as well that they're well i mean i suppose i suppose in in my point of view it's quite disappointing that they're not original songs say for example they're both remixes of songs that were already gaining clout i think that's my only slight grievance yeah, um, and also the TikTok link. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's literally the common common running theme is that we just hate music, hate hate songs that get ruined by TikTok. Um, but it's the yes, yeah, and it's the first time four black women have ever held both number one and two, which is again really important for the culture in that in that sort of retrospect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think personally, I think the savage remix should have got number one if it's out of the two choices because i don't think the say so remix is as good as savage but that's just me getting yeah i think we we well 
Taylor and I both feel quite strongly like what we liked about the Savage remix. It was actually like a proper remix where the original bars get changed up and like Megan came with something new. Yeah. That's what I liked. And then we, you know, if you're comparing Beyonce's contribution to Nikki's contribution, I think Beyonce had maybe more memorable bars and yeah. also we just we weren't really that happy with like the production on the same oh, remix. The garage band remix of the <laughs> <laughs> um I just don't know what they were th- but I suppose um it goes back to because uh, I know that they released both Doja and um and Nikki released two versions. They orig- released original versions because obviously for reasons unconfirmed, um Nicki Minaj rewrote her lyrics and her bars to to the song. Um, at last minute which sort of delayed them releasing the song but I think the original version that they did end up releasing I think Nicki Minaj's bars just felt a bit funner and less less loaded I suppose yeah and I think you know we've kind of spoken about this on um, separating the art from the artist episode but it's just kind of like an example of some of the qualities we dislike in Nicki Minaj perhaps yeah and, and, so, and it just sort of... we, we do like the Nicki Minaj that's like you know like bringing heat and like you get gassed over her but not when it has that kind of slight angle to it yeah slight poison sort of thing yeah. um but I suppose you've got to sort of look at this how how far they've how far women in in rap have come in that sort of situation there was a there was a phase beforehand before this sort of current section of sort of Nicki Minaj's, Cardi B's, Megan Thee Stallion's, Doja Cat's. Before before these guys, sort of mid-90s, there was a sort of mid-90s sort of hype with obviously Little Kim, Missy Elliott, uh, Lauren Hill, Lisa, Lisa Left Eye, etc., Queen Latifah, that was really prominent and obviously paved the way. But there was that weird little, there's that weird little space in between them and Nicki Minaj, where it felt like there was no female representation. Mm. And you'd maybe get the odd early naughty song from Missy Elliott that was like super popular, like say like past the Dutch. Past that, yeah. Past that Dutch. But other than that, like well, I mean, I was thinking I was sort of thinking in that period <laughs> period of time. You had like people like uh Kia with like my neck, my back. Yeah. Um, there was like and like Azealia Banks. But I suppose going if we're going back to the sort of like basis of uh female rap, I suppose it's it's important to talk about people like Little Kim and Missy Elliott. Um I've got someone who I think doesn't get enough credit, and that's Eve. For yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because I feel like she's someone who just gets completely forgotten about. Yeah. I know that sounds I know that sounds really much like really like mean or whatever, but the one thing I will say for Eve is like you'll find it quite difficult to go on a night out and say Shoreditch or just any kind of like, even like a Yates, do you know what I mean? And you, you'd find it difficult to not hear an Eve song, say even like Tambourine. Yeah. So her songs are still getting plays, but like you said, she's not someone who'd come to the forefront. I don't really know if that's because like she doesn't put herself out there in the same way that maybe other artists do. Like she, you know, she just has her lane, she sticks to it and like she minds her business. Yeah, so I, th- I think I think with Eve, what she was doing was quite. To be honest, she was pioneer for, f- for female rappers at least. She was pioneering in a way that, again, it is not a really appreciated. I think following a similar vein to like Queen Latifah, Eve started acting and she sort of was in quite a lot of the barbershop films. Um, she had her own TV show on Trouble. Do you remember that that that, nation, that network Trouble? Yeah. Um, and she had like her own TV show on that um, and she went into fashion and she was sort of like building an empire but I think the problem is is that she didn't then maintain the music mm. element of it which maybe that meant that she sort of got pushed to the side but it really annoys me that there's sort of the sort of Little Kim sort of stage and then the Nicki stage when actually from two, from like early 2000s to like mid 2000s Eve was holding down the fort like let me blow your mind and like who's that girl um oh, gangster loving oh, they all tuned. they go they they go hard and and obviously Dr Dr J produced let me blow your mind but even just the sort of regardless of gender and this is something which um 
I was sort of saying pre pre start recording this episode. I think the reason why I've got such an affinity to to someone like Eve is because and like Missy Elliott is because before they're like quote air quote female rappers to me they're just rappers they're just musicians like I never when when Nikki came around it was a sort of conversation of the fact and the acknowledgement that she was a female rapper um I feel like people like Eve and Missy Elliott were breaking down that barrier before it by just not by just not acknowledging it and just doing getting on with their own thing and just sort of riding it out and just doing it a hundred percent and we were just talking before this episode that the artists who are able to to rise above their gender categorization are quite few and far between um as far as women go and i think um nikki is probably the most recent person to have done that like you wouldn't say oh like for me anyway like i think just to take a step back for a minute any of kind of like our opinions or thoughts are kind of from our own personal experience and engagement with the music. And so yeah. the way that I would personally view Nicki Minaj is I, I wouldn't think in my head, oh, like she's a female artist. I just think she's a rapper. Like I, it wouldn't even come into discussion. Like if, you know, the, the sheer fact that she gets included at the table when we're discussing big names, like obviously we're discussing like Kanye, Chris Brown, and she's included in... We, Although we obviously touched... I mean, that's for a different reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. But I think the sheer fact, like, if you're thinking of big names, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. making a distinct, like, a distinction between the fact that she's a woman. Obviously, her femininity, like, we, we discussed on that, but I'm just talking about her sheer inclusion. Yeah. And the lack of distinction, the fact that, you know, she is a woman just is a testament to the fact that she's, she's able to... She, like, smashed that glass ceiling. And I don't think... Yeah someone's really done that in such a way since Lil' Kim where she was like the literal it girl. Yeah. I think um, sort of going on the earlier thing of solidarity, I think there's, I think the times of Lil' Kim, um, obviously there was obviously their beef with like Lil' Kim's beef with like Foxy Brown, etc. Um, in the earlier sort of stages. Um, obviously I must have been five years old when all that sort of stuff was happening so I'm not mm-hmm. gonna pretend like I'm the most clean yeah. up on this <laughs> <laughs> sorry I can only talk, I can only sort of really comment on that the sort of stuff we're sort of involved in I suppose obviously we've done like a little bit of a research but um I can't I, I'd love to delve into that sort of stuff but I don't really know enough about it to talk about it yeah um, and that's like what I was trying to kind of get at like a minute ago is that this is really just our engagement with these artists and, and how they've kind of had an effect in our lives and kind of our viewpoint. So, you know, if you're thinking, hey, they haven't spoken about Wild Digger, they haven't spoken about Trina, that's because that's just not really artists that we would listen to. Like we, we yeah. acknowledge their their importance in the scene, but it's we, we don't want to force something that we don't have knowledge on. It just makes us look, I don't know, yeah. silly. And that like there are definitely better resources. In fact, I'll make it a point on our Twitter to, to retweet or find some articles that are good to to shout <laughs> in that. Yeah. I think um I think going going back to my point um before I sort of went on my little discourse, um the thing about the sort of solidarity of like the little Kim Missy Edit area, because there's there's one song which sort of stands out for me um and I think has did so much for uh female rap as well, which they didn't sort of it didn't get enough up and I've mentioned it on an episode beforehand and I'll put my hands up that I said that Queen Latifah was involved in the feature but she's not she's just in the video so that's my defense for it but um it's not tonight which has got which is a little Kim song with Missy Elliott uh Angie Martinez the brat uh Lisa Left Eye Lopez um and it's sort of four rap four female rappers that have just come together and you can tell they're just having fun on the beat it's got um it samples ladies night um in the song and yeah, it it just feels like it's it's a, a show of solidarity that is like trying to raise the game, and I think that's something which is now transcribed, but with but with having Nicki Minaj, uh, Megan, Doja, and Beyonce taking number one and two sort of respectively, um, it feels that that sort of solidarity is almost coming back again, which I think is what um, the sort of female rap part has been missing, I suppose, for a little bit because. 
again, as I sort of said beforehand, it felt a lot more competitive beforehand. Like there was only sort of one spot. Um, and I did a bit of did a bit of reading for <laughs> this episode. So did a bit of research. Um, and it's actually like this sort of approach called like social construction social constructionist theory. I can read it, but I can't say it. Um, <laughs> in which they sort of found they did a sort of study that found that men behave in a sort of sexist manner towards towards women in order to remove them from sort of male dominated spaces, um, sort of regardless of their social status. I think I think there is a there has been a constant thing throughout hip hop where it's sort of been men in this sort of hip hop community that are sort of pushing animosity between the sort of female rappers and sort of making out this idea that there is only room for one. And I think that spe- that phase which we spoke about earlier, where uh, in between Little Kim and Nicki Minaj, where I said like Eve was the only one holding down the spot, etc. Mm-hmm. Where the sort of number of female rappers went away. So obviously um, at that time, Little Kim went to jail. So did Foxy Brown. Um, Missy Elliott was had a sickness. Uh, Lisa Left Eye uh, passed away. The sort of the sort of exposure to female rap wasn't anywhere near what it could have been, mm-hmm. um, and so it sort of almost socially made a construct that there was actually only room for one because of the lack of um, not diversity. It, it was like a, it was like a, a lack of um... representation. That's the word which I'm looking for. <laughs> That's such a basic word as well. It feels like it was a very um, like disjointed passing of the torch between generations. Yeah, I think if there would have been, if all that sort of stuff between Little Kim not going to prison and stuff like that, and if there was a sort of a big, because obviously Little Kim that you've got to <clears throat> put in a sort of put on her pedestal in one sense is that she was obviously had the sort of cosign from from Biggie. And she was the sort of first lady of the of the mafia and stuff like that. That she was such a forefront for, and such a face, I suppose, uh, for the sort of subgenre. Say, for example, mm-hmm. um, that her going away almost sort of damaged that because there wasn't that one sort of main figurehead representation. It sort of damaged the sort of that sort of period of time, I think. And it's really interesting to see now how when Nikki originally sort of burst on the scene I think she's almost um getting forced into the hand of supporting the others if that makes sense yeah so I feel like beforehand when obviously it was the Nikki Cardi bit it didn't feel necessarily as um authentic as it's maybe feeling now um also talking about like I think for me again talking about people that have inspired at least for me um and i feel like can't not get mentioned on this episode is lauren hill obviously miseducation of lauren hill was the first female rapper to win album of the year she won like rap album of the year i think when you think about the sort of lyricism and the fact that she's speaking about sort of it's like like doo-wop for example is like a comment on social comment it's like a social commentary on society's attitude towards black men in relationships i think she did so much for opening conversation mm-hmm. as well that i feel i can't just yeah, skim past her. what lauren hill does so well is she's able to bring soul to rap which yeah. i think is really hard to do and it, like correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like she sort of came or she was popular around the same time as like Erica Badu and, and artists like yeah. that. So although they make very different music, I think their music touches my spirit in the same way. Um, despite you know their their delivery and, and genre is quite different. Um, yeah. For, for an artist to for their lyrics to to speak to someone in such a way, I think it, you can't disregard Lawrence Hill's importance. Um, yeah. The scene at all. I think it's a bit. It's because she's not some sort of. I, I suppose she's she sort of stands in the lane of sort of like a conscious rapper, um, mm. for feet for feet like so. Where in, where when speaking about sort of male rappers, you've got people like, uh, the top ones being like Kendrick and J Cole and people who make social commentary and do that sort of conscious rap. Um, Lauren Hill, I suppose, is that sort of figurehead 
for that section. I don't, I don't, I personally don't know of many current rapper, like current female rappers at least. Maybe like that Rhapsody. Are, that's yeah, 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 to be fair. Um, but I feel like some others don't have that same, that's one thing which I've always been wanting out of um, people like, obviously, because we've sort of uh, championed people like Nikki and, and Cardi B. I've always been sort of hoping that there's going to be one sort of breakout moment, but I suppose it's just understanding that obviously not all rappers rappers want to stick to their sort of lane and they're yeah. not really storytellers. Yeah. And I, th- I think um, what I've noticed from a female's, a woman's perspective at least, is that in maybe like the last four to five years, there's definitely been a change in the tides as far as um, women and their approach towards their own sexuality goes um you know just the kind of like liberation around sex and attitudes towards sex I I feel like I noticed there's a parallel between the kind of content that women want to listen to and that the music that women are also putting out because if we look at kind of the artists what let's say the artists that I listen to like I'm just going to list off some now like say City Girls, Malibu Mitch, Ruby Rose, Rico Nasty, Cash Doll, Tokyo Jets, a lot of their content is focused around having control over your own sexuality and and whatnot. So I just feel like there's that kind of coinciding of the of I guess like feminist discourse and then also female rap. But then there's because there is such like a heavy content focus on that yeah it then kind of means that some of the more conscious rappers aren't pushed as much or maybe fall to the wayside because that's just simply what isn't popular yeah yeah i suppose that's that's that is that is true and maybe it's one of them ones where in time throughout the sort of evolution of the sort of next stages of a female rap um that's something which will then get brought to the forefront and it will be sort of acknowledged that maybe there is that sort of gap in gap in that market and i mean um going back to eve she had a she had a track called love is blind um which talks about sort of like domestic violence and death and revenge of um of like her friend's her friend's baby daddy or something like that um mm. but it's just that storytelling that's the storytelling storytelling element that i think the rappers at least from the UK scene that I feel do that well. Um, I think obviously this is like 2000s music, but Miss Dynamite, yeah. like if you think about it takes more, that's like, I, I still listen to that song now. I think it still sounds really fresh. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a timeless song for me personally. And then also artists like MIA, uh, I believe she's a refugee um yeah so she touches on that in her music and so I feel like they're able to to talk about masses like that in quite like a sophisticated and and just frankly like a cool way but Mm. I haven't really seen that since whether it's in the US or UK market yeah and speaking about um the sort of UK market obviously the the way that the sort of there's so many more eyes on sort of female rap in the sort of American market, um, with obviously the main the main stage. But uh, as you mentioned, people like City Girls, um, and Cash Doll and Sweetie, uh, Rico Nasty. There's a lot. There's a lot more eyes, I suppose, on on the female product in America compared to the UK. Would you say? Would you agree? Mm. I wouldn't say there's not there's not the there's not. I wouldn't say there's not the representation because there's definitely the talent in the UK, but I think the way that it's viewed is very different. I think for me, like, I want to say, like, no, I think that's just because you're a guy. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> like gut, reaction, gut reaction, like, no, because I listen to female rappers all the time. <laughs> but saying that, though, like, that's just because I actively seek out those yeah. artists. Whereas, like, if I think about my friendship group, I cannot say that they listen to those artists really, yeah. really. I think 
like part of me just wants to be like no 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 like whatever um but I think the average listener unless you're actively engaged and like want to follow someone's career the only ones who I'd say maybe are able to bring in like the mass public would be Steph London and maybe like Miss Banks yeah at the minute those are the two who are able to pick up male listeners um whether it's like largely through like remixes that they're on or just the fact yeah. that like people are interested in who they are um, yeah well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a shame because I'm just like you know me like on even on like previous episodes like I ride so fucking hard for like the female eyes I'm just like bro listen this playlist for this episode is going to be lit I'm telling you that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah but it's just yeah going back to your point mm, there, there there's the variety but there isn't the prominence no because I think obviously um as we've we've included on the the previous playlist there's Brenya who's um she's done a tune my I mean my favorite one was Double Dutch I've I've been I've been banging that so much um I think just that uh her latest single um like what I love about Brenya is with with rap generally I think actually saying this what I what I actually like fucking love about female women in rap in the UK is sometimes like like you can say for certain artists they just don't have the voice for it they don't have like the vocal projection they don't have the personality and I feel like a lot of the like women in rap in the UK they've got all of that and I think they all have the image as well I think they're like really great to market and I think Brenya like excels at that I think she's like really marketable like she's like got a cute little personality that comes across in her raps yeah and, and that's what I really like about her and I think also if we're talking about like personality um Shabo is a really good one to shout out as well she kind of just gives off I don't know like she's just like she's just hard like yeah she has she has like I don't say an attitude but she just kind of has like a swagger that she, yeah that it's just kind of like yeah like she seems sick like she for me she kind of like emits like respect just from how she like delivers the way she holds herself yeah yeah and also I love I always like like go on about this but obviously I love it when songs are in like foreign languages and if an artist is able to bring in their like not native tongue but one of their um languages into their music in like a really tasteful and slick way and Shabo does that I think in some of her songs she I'm gonna totally butcher the pronunciation so please don't call me but Yoruba like she brings in Yoruba into her some of her raps and she does it in such a way that it's like it's really seamless and she's able to dip in and out of English and Yoruba so well that yeah I think it's just it's sick and with the rise of say like Afro bashment and a lot of like like Afro swing like type music gaining prominence in the UK, or it's pretty well established now, I'd say, maybe not gaining prominence, but it's like, it's quite nice to see that, you know, artists of African descent are able to bring in their influences into their music in such a way that's like, it's distinctly UK, and it's also distinctly, like, African, whatever country they're from, they're able to, to bring that in, and I think that's so sick. I know that you're sort of saying about like sort of marketability and the sort of whole product. Someone who I like is, and I'm going to really, you know, it's one of the names which you see and you really had no idea how to pronounce it. <laughs> um, I think it's Lekale. Listen, I'm going to be real with you. I've never listened to her. So I, um, I have, well, it's Lekale 47. Um, I've listened to a few things of hers i discovered her from uh insecure which is um a tv show i've told you to watch it so many times i still think you haven't watched it um I haven't. this one was zendaya pardon this one was zendaya zendaya no that's no that's uh that's not that no i know that's euphoria the sheer fact it took you that long to think of the name <laughs> like, no because no because i've I've watched that euphoria is quite good that was the drake produced show um 
No, Insecure's with Issa Rae, and it's... Um, oh, okay, in fairness, I see a lot of people talk about it on Twitter. It is, it is fucking good. And one thing which I love about Insecure is that the soundtrack to it, to each season, is fucking hard. And um, again, it's a platform for... They've, they've, they've used their platform really well, and they've put a lot of like upcoming artists on the soundtrack and featured them in episodes in really prominent moments. And... Um, her, one of Lekele 47's um, tunes, Girl Blunt, is on it. And just generally, I then, so I listened to her music before I then um, sort of started YouTubing her and sort of looking at her visuals. But basically, she's got this sort of thing where she wears a bandana rather than um, rather than having a face. So she's not really got a face to her brand. Um, oh. But she'll wear like, she'll have like um, like paisley bandanas and all that sort of stuff. And so her visuals are so strong um, for some of her videos. I can't remember which song it was off the top of my head, but there's one which is sort of set in a roller disco. But the juxtaposition of with like with a roller band with the sort of like a bandana, but the sort of a roller disco sort of pinks and purples. And obviously, I've I've mentioned beforehand how um, I the sort of for me music is so much more than just the sort of audio experience. It's the sort of visual and what comes along with it whether it's music videos and how they sort of market themselves and brand themselves. And I think that that sort of anon- anonymity, mm. that's like Nemo, find a Nemo, isn't it? <laughs> and then an- 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 um, the anonymous sort of vibe of, of her sort of brand, I think really helps it. Um, and it really puts more focus, even though you can still care about the visual, it still puts more focus back on the music. That would then then go back to like think about like Missy Elliott and what she did for the game visually. Hundred percent, hundred percent. If you, so she won the MTV, um, I want to say the Moon Man Award. I don't think that's what it's called though. Moon Man Award. It's not I the Moon Man. Like, yeah, that's what the, that's what the statue looks like now. Yeah, but I don't think that's anyway. She won um, uh, at the VMAs an outstanding contribution to music video award. Um, and if you look back at any of her sort of, if you look back at any of her sort of visuals, and again, this goes really hand in hand with something which we were sort of mentioning before we started recording. Missy Elliott's presentation of herself being so kooky and out there, quite androgynous, um, but because she, she, she placed so much importance on the music video, I think that's what changed her and set her apart from, uh, say, the Little Kims who used, used quite overtly sexualized imagery and and sort of uh lyrics missy elliott was still delivering quite sexually explicit lyrics but because her her marketing and her branding of 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 the missy elliott brand was very like just i don't want to use the word cool because it just feels like such a lame word to use Mm. but it was just effortless and just so so sharp that i think that sort of set another lane for the sort of visual representation of women in hip hop. Yeah, I also like just to kind of take it um somewhere else just quickly is like I love when because sometimes I feel like in just the music industry in general, whilst you may have um like the female talent as far as like rappers go, you may not always have the talent that's acknowledged like behind the scenes. And um, I follow like a bunch of uh, pages on Insta and one of them recently reposted an interview with um, this woman called like Ashley Jade, I believe her name is. And she's um, directed a bunch of music videos, including I think maybe Ways for Chip Skepta and Young Ads. And she also um, did, what's the song now with Miss Banks? And it's just like, Miss Banks features on it. But anyway, like it's nice to see that it's not just like, you know, you have the female talent and then the the kind of crew around them are kind of pushing them to do like an overly sexual thing. Like when you have women who are in the forefront and also behind the scenes, it also means women can have more like creative control over how they want to be perceived. And that's what I liked about Missy Elliott. Like you feel like you can definitely see her, her touch in her music videos where sometimes when you watch like music videos from other artists, it just feels like it's 
aimed at the male gaze too much. Yeah. So it's that's why it's so important to have female like women behind the scenes as well. Yeah, because if you think about it realistically, like when you think about the sort of sexualization of sort of some of the women in rap and um, even if you think of like Nicki Minaj making songs like Anaconda and stuff like that, the rep, like there's not a male counterpart. Like you don't have, well, I suppose maybe in the early noughties just because it was the fashion, I suppose, but you don't have like all these rappers who are topless and constantly, like then they're, 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 they're using sexualization in the sense of like the- yeah, only, only R&B singers. Yeah. Like- sexualizes themselves in that way like dancing in the rain the chris, the chris brown white shirt, shirt. shirt. soaked through <laughs> let it burn Aryan <laughs> um, <Marian> vibes <laughs> yeah. no but it's a you sort of almost argue the fact of being maybe it's because it's just in its current sort of evolutionary state that there is so much focus on it but um it's just interesting to think when you actually put the the male and the female counterparts that's another contrast where the actual branding and the imagery, like you'd, I know Drake does a little bit for thirst trapping of like his occasional topless photos and stuff like that, but that's more so because of the, that's more so what, because of the sort of society that we're in with the social media and stuff like that, mm-hmm. rather than the fact that he's, but like, there's not, there's not really many males that are marketed and have got to such a sense just because they're good looking. Yeah, I think I think the difference is is like whether you feel compelled to or because you want to because that's just how you're feeling like you're feeding yourself. Yeah. Like you might think, oh, okay, cool. I have to like present myself in this way, otherwise, like I'm not going to get as much clout. Like people aren't going to be as interested in in what I have to say. But like even say, like think about someone who's not even really sexualized like that and has like quite a lot of control over her image is like Lady Leisha and obviously she had um success with I believe it might be Queen Speech 4. Hold it down like a Snapchat. Go over your head like a back <laughs> snap back. Um, but obviously that that song was used um in like the American Samsung advert for um like the Galaxy S6 Edge. Mm. I remember being in New York for my birthday and I remember hearing that song on the telly and I was like huh like why can't I, can I hear a Brum accent? Like, and like, I hope. <laughs> I was like, huh? But you know, have it like an artist who's able to like control her image in such a way that you know, if she chooses to be sexualized or like chooses to be yeah sexual, that's completely her own choice. And there's something that she touches on um, when she speaks about being offered um, a record label um, by like american labels and kind of how they wanted to even like pit her against Nicki minaj and create this whole like fake beef thing yeah and, like it, it's nice to see like there is a kind of shift where women feel like they have the agency to, p- to pick and choose i mean i can't speak for how it is behind the scenes i don't have that kind of insight but from the outside looking in i feel like there is a change in where women do feel like they have more agency in picking and choosing when they want to um just like put themselves out there in a sexual manner and if they if they want to you know just keep it covered then that's cool too like and you can still pop off like that and although we've spoken about like the sexual nature of some of the lyrics you can still do that without having to present yourself in like an overly sexual way yeah yeah but again and it's it's i suppose as, as we sort of said like it's completely I suppose it's completely their choice about how they visually want to present themselves. Mm. Um, it's just, it's just that I wouldn't ever want it to be that it feels like they're done that because the market, the marketing agency, uh, being like, oh, we need to present you like that. Rather, I would rather it feel like it's their choice. Yeah, like someone okay. who, I, yeah, someone who I feel. Um, I don't know if you've seen. Um, so I've mentioned her before. Like I've already involved. She released um, her song "Rumors." Re- yeah, in the video. Song. Yeah, where she's in the school, the school yeah. same. Gave it, me real, gave me real uh, chip the chip vibes. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. I fucking oh, love that. Oh, that's funny. But, <laughs> like, I don't, I personally have like followed her on social media, like I have her on Snapchat. And I think that's just like generally her, 
her vibe is like she kind of has this kind of cute sexy vibe to her so for yeah. her it's having kind of like a, a sexualized schoolgirl image although you get some question marks over you know the use of being a schoolgirl and if you're grown adult whatever but like that actually feels genuinely part of her brand yeah and that's the difference. Say, like, Megan Thee Stallion, she is, like, effortless, effortlessly sexy, same as Doja. Like, it doesn't feel forced. Yeah. Whereas, like, you can always tell when it's a little bit, like, mm. Yeah, it just doesn't fit. It just feels a bit too... Over- I can't really think of any examples off the top of my head, to be honest, um, of anyone feeling inauthentically sexy. Because um, I just think they they, they have so much... There's so much ownership and so much stage presence that it doesn't feel like that. But I'd hate it. To, I'd hate for there to be a point in music at some point that women are forced into that sort of yeah into that narrative as, as such. But um, with I, th- I know we briefly touched on her um, earlier, and you're sort of saying about Stefan Dong. Um, I think one thing which sort of has massively helped her is the sort of the power of the sort of the cosign. So obviously Stefan Don signed to QC music, but mm-hmm. um her sort of star and the awareness of her brand I suppose sort of rose from having like future feature on one of her songs. Um she featured on the sort of a Mariah Carey sort of remix. But then you also arguably say that more eyes came onto the Nicki Minaj product from going with Beyonce and stuff like that. Do you think that that these sort of cosigns are the things that are, are helping women break through? Um, if we're talking about Steph London, I think the general population found out about her through Hurting Me. Yeah. Um, that was released in like 2017. Obviously, French Montana features on that. I think it probably captured like captured people's like attention by seeing French Montana on a song with a UK artist. But I feel like that song would have been popular without him. Yeah. It's like a strong enough song without it. Um, that's a difficult question. Like, I'm trying to think, like, Cardi, I don't think she really got, for me, like, I could be totally wrong. I don't feel like she needed a male, male rapper's coat no. to pop. Um, I'm, not even, I'm, not even, I'm not even necessarily saying male a cosign because... Obviously, I think obviously I know that Nicki Minaj had the Drake and Little Wayne and stuff like that, but mm. I would say that, if, to be honest, the moment when Nicki Minaj had that breakthrough and she got like big again in my sort of where she made the crossover from rap to pop as per se mm. is from Super Bass. Now, even though Super Bass is effectively a rap song, still the sort of sugary synthy beats over it, like that she's sort of rapping over on that sort of came to that got that became the beast that it became because there's people like Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez sort of lip syncing it um and stuff like that and it's 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 almost that oh, it, like just generally like a song or an artist being embraced in that way is what you're saying yeah yeah um well I think you could definitely I don't know you know because I feel like if we're talking about like Doja and um savage that got popular off the back of um like just teenagers making yeah. dances on tiktok you know the, I mean? the app the app that shall not be named <laughs> yeah or even city girls like i feel like they blew because girls were fucking eating up that shit when they were going out like that yeah. was like, coming that's coming from the masses um i i've actually i'm thinking about it now like i'm finding it hard to find an example of where I feel like a cosign, like a celebrity cosign, has really made that much of an impact. Like, unless unless you're talking about Nikki with Lil Wayne, I actually I'm, I'm struggling to find an example. I don't know if you can think of one. No, because I think I think Megan Stallion came through without too much of a coat, like. I suppose it's it's hard to make a comment on her because I feel like she's very much in the very early pres- precipice of her career. Like mm. I feel like she's obviously Savage has been huge, um, but I feel like she's got a lot more to go still to to, and you could almost say that Beyonce. Well, no, but yeah, no, that's a completely irrelevant point because Savage was doing really well without the Beyonce. 
yeah although okay saying that there's this kind of like joke online that like that the power of a beyonce cosign so i remember when uh, cardi was pictured with beyonce and then it was kind of like oh you know she's been given like the green light okay beyonce's approved cool and then obviously when beyonce was pictured with megan the stallion and, and her sign into rock nation it's kind of yeah. seen as like okay i think and also maybe like chloe and hallie um yeah. those uh, those singers like i think there is immense power in the beyonce cosign still um based on based on that just because one of my own personal sort of what's but i'll go into it in a moment what do you think the next sort of steps are needed for even just the barrier to be broken down of they're just females that rap rather than being female rappers? What do you think, in your opinion, is sort of needed in that sort of next step to sort of change the narrative as such? Um, I think it will take, like... <laughs> I, I think that's difficult to say because even still in, like professional realms like trying to I don't think you can ever like realistically achieve like a 50 50 split if okay okay cool no. they're just rappers in general I think there'll always be some kind of um demarcation between like men and women in, in that sense um but in terms of gaining more mainstream success and being taken more seriously I guess I think a variety in content and and those artists who are pushing a variety in content coming to the forefront obviously we spoke we touched on this earlier and i think what i would really love to see is just more of that solidarity um Mm. like female collaboration i feel like obviously we're more powerful united than we are um you know segregated and just to kind of avoid that pitting against each other i feel like if particularly in the UK scene, women en masse embrace each other and just create, like, this huge fucking movement, then I feel like that will, like, push it to, like, places we could have even, like, dreamt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I find it... Uh, it's quite a difficult question because, obviously, I feel like there's always... I feel like it's kind of... To, to not acknowledge the fact that you're a woman is kind of a difficult one because... I don't know. It like, speaks your it speaks your story, doesn't it? Yeah, because being like a, a a man and his struggles is is part of like his content too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's a difficult one. What do you think? Well, no, it's literally you took the words out of my mouth. The idea of solidarity. Um, I think you get so many like you know like the posse cuts where, say for example, um you have like fucking problems and there's like ASAP Kendrick, uh, Drake on one sort of, we need to sci-fi, we need a sci-fi, like that would be sick. We need, I feel like we need a, we need just music, like, like some of the hottest artists just teaming up together and making, making great music and not needing to be the sort of, obviously it's, it's, it's amazing being like the featured artist on all these other tracks but it's exactly what you said the sort of power of coming together and getting more eyes because there's because as as we sort of said like that's the thing which makes this the thing of say so and savage um the remix is so so powerful is that they're they're two pairs of two really big forces in rap Mm -hmm. coming together and creating a magical moment and i think this will be a sort of turning point and we need more we need more moments like this in music where there's like cuz could you imagine if say for example um there was like a track with and it needs don't get me wrong it wouldn't it needs to be a song that comes hard rather than just making a song for sake of it but say if like Cardi Nicki Doja and then Megan say all all four of them got a track similar to how um not tonight by Lil Kim or something like that was mm-hmm. even if there was like smaller rappers on it like like you said like Rico Nasty or or Bia or some, someone like that mm-hmm. just coming together and creating a sort of a behemoth of a track yeah it would it would be a turning point for sure 
I think um, I think there needs to be more things like that because it's it's happened so much in in hip hop, but just not in a sort of mm-hmm. female saturated. Like hip-hop. even say like the the gangster remix with like um and I always Miss Banks. Darku, but yeah, Darku, yeah. Darku, Brenya, Miss Banks, like having a song like that on mass. Like I'd just love to see a song like a cipher of like OG Nikki, if you know her, like there's a bunch yeah. of like female rappers just jumping. It, I think it'd just be sick to like, you know how you have like the um double XL freestyle? Like yeah. and then you have like I think Stefan Don was on one of them. Like, yeah, so have, like, it'd be so I I'm getting gas, like it'd be so sick just to have like have like a, a woman DJ just like dropping beats and then just having like a Who's next? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> go Harry, go Harry. <laughs> um, but it'd be it'd be so sick just to have like a like a, a woman DJ and then have say just for example like not a dozen or maybe too many but just have like half a dozen uh, female rappers just come in and just like drop bars. I think that'd be so sick. Like for the UK scene, I think that would pop off. Everyone needs to come hard, obviously, but I love that. And I think just in terms of like pushing. Um, you know, women in rap forward, as I said earlier, just having the right people behind the scene, um, making sure that there are women in the right places behind the scene as well. I think that can only help push it forward and, and just having the agency to, to put out the content that you want to and not feel compelled to because um, that's what some fucking geezers told you to do. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, it, I, I just think it's a really interesting topic. I think it's something which I've, as, as we sort of both said, have wanted to speak about um, for such a long time and just sort of really put a, shot, a spotlight on the importance of of it for the genre. Um, 100%. And, like, the one thing I can say is, like, women in rap are pioneers in terms of, like, even just, like, the aesthetic of, like, how girls dress, like, like black women, whether it's in the UK or the US, like, they are so innovative when it comes to like pushing even so like fashion forward and just it'd be amazing to see like just more people acknowledge them for that and also I think just everyone just celebrate like their importance in the culture in the same Mm. way that men are like even just even just think like Lil' Kim like she was able to like transcend into high fashion yeah like her impact is so important, and well, she was she was doing she was doing Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga was doing Lady Gaga. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she was she was wearing the wildest things to um, award shows and stuff like that, and she was doing so much and being that presence, mm-hmm. but doesn't get doesn't get the acknowledgement as as per se as much as the aforementioned. Yeah. But thank you guys anyway for tuning in as always and sticking with us, um, and we hope you're all staying safe. As and always. listen, this playlist is about to be hard, so go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> right, stay safe, love for the love.